Welcome to Wake Up with Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, your source for helpful information, advice, and tips to live your life in a mindful way in this increasingly chaotic world. For over four decades, Dr. Douglas has been teaching people how to develop their intuition and live their lives in a conscious way. His news and views of the world tomorrow today are always informative and revealing. To learn more about Dr. Douglas, be sure to visit his website, douglasjamescottrell.com, where you can download self-help exercises you can do right in the comfort of your own home. And now here's your host, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell. Well, welcome to another broadcast. Uh, here we are, Les. Uh, it's been a while since we were on the air. Uh, you know, things have changed in the world. Uh, what's going on out there? Are you surviving like everybody else, or are we feeling that pinch? Well, people are wondering, you know, with the earthquakes uh, being so prevalent in the news, uh, the big question is, if there is a God, why is there so much suffering in the world? Well, you know, that's a really great question. Uh, over the years, as I uh, sort of grew up, I was coming to understand, uh, you know, the Sunday school, the teachings, the the invisible man in the sky was watching over you. And if you did something, you know, that wasn't right, that was a sin. You might go to hell for that. And, you know, you had to be very moral and correct and goody-goody. And, of course, nobody killed that kind of life. So... As as you go through life, I I went to church. I went to Sunday school. Matter of fact, I I had the privilege of going to two or three different uh, churches: the Baptist, the Salvation Army, and United, where I was born, uh, or sorry, was baptized. My mother were Anglican, and my wife ended up uh, when I married uh, a Catholic, and uh, I became very, shall we say, multi-dimensional uh, when it came to understanding the interfaith uh, of, of these different places. So. I had a very basic, what I would call ordinary background, as all of our listeners more than likely have, whether you're Hindu or Muslim or uh, you have natural uh, native beliefs or things like that. I've looked at them all, and they're all saying the same thing, basically. You know, we're, we're all trying to be good people. We're trying to understand the spiritual path, have a spiritual life, and do the right thing so that when we pass on that we're going to go to those wonderful places, heavens, dimensions, in the universe, and our soul will live on forever. So along those ways, uh, those paths, I should say, uh, we come, almost all of us, to a point where, why does God allow so much trouble and difficulty and horror and pain in the world? If God is a loving and just God, how can that possibly be? How could God allow this? Well, the first misnomer is, God doesn't allow anything. And if we accept that, that God doesn't allow anything and substitute that God provides everything, then all those people a moment ago were saying, what are you saying, Dr. Douglas? And I'm saying this. It's like God provides this classroom, this university, this place we call Earth, this world. And in this place, everything that we need to advance our soul to a higher awareness to illuminate the spiritual understandings of the Christ consciousness or of any other religious icon's teachings, that of love, unconditional love. And as long as we believe in one God and one God only, we can understand that there is a supernatural intelligence. I call it virtue. 
That's what it says in, in the good book. And so this virtue permeates and flows through and it goes everywhere. It has an intelligent an intelligence that is timeless. It's in the ever-present moment. So it knows the, the far past as we understand time. It understands the far future as we understand. It knows beyond our comprehension of knowing. The human consciousness cannot be defined but virtue, that supernatural mind, knows what it is because it created it. And so as we understand that God has provided everything, then it's kind of like looking at little kids making a painting. They can pick up the crayons and make a really nice picture. Maybe a little crude, maybe a little, the lines aren't so straight, but it, at least it's a nice picture. Or they can make a mess. They can scribble all over the paper. And that scribbling, that, that represents chaos. And that chaos in there somewhere is that painting, that house the little kid would have put down as a, as a, as a drawing at some, and will at some other time in the future. But in, the, in that moment, it's chaos. So to the question, why does God allow the bad things to happen? Well, God doesn't allow them at all. We allow them to happen. We are the problem. We are in that state of chaos. We're scribbling and scribbling and scribbling and expecting to see a portrait. One of those famous painters, one of those portraits that have come out from a famous painting. We expect that, but we're not willing to work towards it. We're not willing to help each other to provide it. And so when we see these long suffering circumstances in life, there is always behind it humans, human mind, human nature, human emotion. There is something going on that when humans change, the bad things go away. Let's say during a war, that's really bad, that's horrific, that's human nature at its worst, gross indecencies. The most inhumane things happen to people during war to justify their side's opinion as being right and the other side's opinion as being the enemy's opinion. So somewhere it starts that we start scribbling away and bloodshed occurs, atrocities occur, bad, bad, bad things happen. And then in a moment, at the end of the war, somebody signs a piece of paper and the two sides agree not to go to war again, usually when they're financially bankrupt mm. or when they run out of soldiers. But usually it's the former rather than the latter. So what does God do about that? Well, I can see it now. God just kind of watches and provides things. And I'm sure if God <clears throat> was watching, God is the most patient divine being in the world to watch his children scribble on paper to the extent of the atrocities and the pain and the suffering that they're causing each other. So God doesn't allow anything to happen or not to happen. God provides everything. It's what we as human beings do with it. And if we come to that understanding, then we know there's the sin of omission as well as the sin of commission. And we can stop bad things. Now, human nature is basically good. We know when there's a fire, the first responders come. 
They don't know who the people are, but they're ready to and willing to risk their life to go in and save people in a burning building. We know when bad guys are out doing bad things, the police are out there attempting to keep order and to catch the bad guys. We know that when there are atrocities and people are being bullied, that there are social people who have social graces and skills, doctors and teachers, and they try to intervene and stop the bad guys, the aggressors, the bullies. Physically restrain them, but then they go to teaching them, rehabilitating them, or somehow negotiating or convincing them that what they're doing is not a good thing. It's causing problems and they don't need to do it. And then they try to find out why that person is causing the problem. That's human nature in action. Hmm. That is our spiritual quality, our attention to uh, trying to help each other, to find out why people do bad things, and then to help them not do bad things, not by convincing them or by threat of punishing them to go to jail or, or something worse than an incarceration. That usually does the trick for those people who, who inflict pain to receive pain. They know better. But somewhere in there, the answer in all the things I've just said is that God doesn't cause these things to happen. Hmm. Now, in a good book, it says, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. I am the beginning and I am the end. I am the creator and I am the destroyer. God does not punish. God simply says, you have everything in front of you. And I say God says, what I mean is, is the, the rules, if you will, God has provided that here you have everything in front of you. Whatever you do, in order for your divine soul to understand, whatever you put out, send out, is going to come back and you're going to feel the other side of what you've done. And that, by example, is the fastest way a spiritual being can understand or comprehend that what they just did was wrong. They mm. feel regret. They uh, maybe are punished somehow, but that regret that they feel is the most important thing because then they've now realized they've made a mistake and they're on their way to something better. That something better is their spiritual development. But while we're back and forth with each other, a lot of pain can be caused, but God doesn't allow it to happen. In other words, the implication is God could stop it. Hmm. But then God wouldn't have given us free will and free choice. God would be a, a puppet master and making us dance, pulling the strings. Right. And then at right. the end of our spiritual journey, what will we be? Puppets in a box. Hmm. But the life we have chosen, the gift we have been given, free will, free choice, and life in this physical existence in the world that we know it, we should be grateful for our lives. And then we need to find out how to get along with each other so that bad things aren't tolerated or allowed. So this is all about feedback. In other words, we got to realize that we own this and we've caused this. And it's not God, it's us. And that it's, it's the universal God speaking back to us saying, you know, get your act together so this stuff will stop. It's us understanding those basic rules and premises. If you step on the gas in an automobile, the accelerator, the car moves forward. If you step on the brake, it stops. But if you just get inside it, it doesn't go anywhere. Hmm. And God has provided the vehicle that's just sitting there. How we step on 
the controls on the accelerator to go forward, on the brake to stop, put the signals on, take that steering wheel and steer us down that highway of free will and free choice. Who's in control? Hmm. We'll be right back after this short break. You're invited to the first ever Hope Conference, February 10th through the 12th in Fort Worth, Texas, led by Dr. Douglas James Cottrell. Topics include exploring the DNA of your soul, a record of your entire spiritual journey, virtue healing. Douglas will show you how to increase your virtue, and he'll demonstrate this most powerful force near-death experiences, evidence of the soul's immortality, and self-awareness at the time of passing, and the latest updates from scientific research on NDEs, communicating with angels, learning the purpose they serve, and recognizing their presence, and dreams, a big topic Dr. Douglas will help you learn about what happens when you sleep, the language of your soul through dream interpretation, Divine guidance for prosperity, health, wealth, and peace of mind through harmony with spiritual laws. Touching Heaven, the Hope Conference, will also help you discover the ascension of your spiritual journey and the Tree of Life, your Akashic Record, plus much more and one-on-one -on -one time with Dr. Douglas. See more now at douglasjamescottrell.com, the Hope Conference heavenly organization that prepares everyone. We'll see you February 10th through the 12th at the Best Western Forest Hill Inn and Conference Center in Fort Worth. You know, it's interesting because we're always looking for somebody to blame. And I, I remember listening to a motivational speaker. He used to be a, a Navy SEAL, and he said years ago, you know, if you could own it, you could fix it. And that's a big pill to swallow when you realize all the stuff that's happening in the world. And we have a huge say in this. And if we didn't, how could we ever learn to better ourselves? But we really need to get on with our involvement in this and realize. Now, the other question is, uh, which is uh, second half of this is, does prayer help? I mean, there are so many people that say you need to pray for the world. You need to return to God. Does prayer really help in easing the, what's going on out there? The short answer is yes. Remember, God is a loving and just God. And God is our Father. We are uh, brothers and sisters in our religious points of view. And so as we, like all children, get lost, we ask back something like, Father, please help me. Daddy, show me the way. Mommy, I'm lost. I need to cling to something that's going to show me the example, you know, kind of guide me along my life path. And so as we understand that as a parent, we love a child with great love, God loves us just as much. So the idea that we're not left hanging, we're not out there kind of, okay, you got your free will and free choice, good luck. No, we have this ability to communicate with God. Prayer is talking to God, and in states of contemplation or meditation, where you're quiet and you're listening, revelations will come back to you through your meditations that will inspire you, 
that will have ideas occur to you that will allow you to invent something or to work through a decision or a solution, and you'll be able to have direction as to what to do for your personal gain, mm. always for your personal betterment and gain. So prayer works. It has to be sincere, and it can't be, God, take this away from me. God, I'll promise to be better. Can't make deals with God, you know. If you do this, I'll give 10% to the church, and I'll be a goody-goody <laughs> the rest of my Doesn't work. But if you pray for opportunities, if you pray for certain people to help you, if you need a lawyer, for instance, and you pray for that lawyer to take on your case or to help you, that's what prayer is all about. You're asking for something specifically to be done. If you're praying for more money in your bank account, then pray for ways and means to be of more service that you can give the best service you can give and expect to be well paid and the money will end up in your bank account uh -huh. but when you pray to god almighty and i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to sound like i'm talking in both ways here when you pray to god almighty for money money can end up in your bank account without any effort whatsoever that can be Somebody gives you a tax return. The government says, here, you got $1,000 you were supposed to get. It could be somebody that you sort of knew down the street who sends you a re, uh, an inheritance of a few thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. It can be the bank discovers, oh, we made a mistake, and here's $500 back. It can be all kinds of random sort of chances going on. But the point being is that these occurrences uh, are provoked they're accelerated, they're brought forward to the surface by your prayer, by asking. But otherwise, ask for opportunities. And if you want to meet somebody, here's the best. God Almighty, if you're a man, God Almighty, God Almighty, please, from your infinite supply of women, please send me one. If you're a woman, you say, please, I wouldn't mix it up. If you're a woman, you say, from your infinite supply of men, please send me one and let them be friendly, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then you finish it off by say, saying, please send them to me, the sooner the better. And help me recognize when that future spouse is, is here at hand so I can take advantage of that opportunity. Pray for opportunity. So yes, prayer really works. When you pray for somebody else, it's even more amplified. You pray for their health, their well-being. You pray for the success of their operation. You pray for their well-being, that they're, they're going to do well at work that they're going to do well in life. Those are prayers that are about something else happening and all the coincidences and the chances and all those things that come to them. So prayer really works. It's very powerful. But I want you to come to Texas. I want you to see what's going on. I want you to understand virtue and listen to these podcasts. We've been talking about the spiritual journey. And if you understand it, you'll get down that pathway a lot faster than the one you've been on. Mm -hmm. This is Douglas James Cottrell speaking. My good friend Les Hubert is here tonight. We've been once again exploring the human consciousness and attempting to understand our search for God, our understanding for truth. And tonight we were aided and assisted with our producer, Paul Hughes. We'll see you all in Texas or right here on the Wake Up podcast. Take care, my friends. Wishing you health, wealth, and peace of mind. Thank you very much for listening to Wake Up. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. 
and we'd greatly appreciate your review of our show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to let others know about the great content we're producing. For more about Dr. Douglas's self-development classes, books, and other related products, please visit his website, douglasjamescartrell.com. Until next time, we wish you all of God's blessings, health, wealth, and peace of mind.